0: Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the first new true podcast of a new year. I'm Josh Karam, and with me as always is Ted Karam. Hey, guys. Now, last time was a new year, a new you. We were talking about New Year's resolutions and following through with them, and so far I'm hoping to keep true to mine. I know that we're <laughs> we're recording this on January 1st, so...
1: So we haven't fallen off yet.
0: Looking good so far. But the big thing is keeping to it and having a positive energy flow and going. So I wanted to change it up a little bit this week. I want to start with a question. Why not? It's a new year. Let's let's try something different. So our question for this week, because I think it's going to launch us into the conversation is, but how do we free ourselves from all the negative thoughts and feelings that habitually surface? Which I think is the biggest question to how do we change? How do we not fall into a pattern?
1: It's a great question. And we know that positive thoughts and feelings, I think every one of us would agree, produce positive life experience, right? Give us, give I us, think so, Give right? us positive yeah, results, right? That. So we, we kind of all kind of know that. We've seen that happening in our lives. But, Josh, it's a great question. How do we stop ourselves, free ourselves from that incessant negative thoughts, feelings that habitually surface in our lives? And what we want to talk about here is one of the keys— that sets us free. Really about breaking free, getting unstuck, getting that life energy flowing again. That's what this is all about. It's about feeling hopeful again. It's about feeling good again. It's about feeling the truth. It's about being the real you. And we'll mention one more time, we said this before, Carl Jung, the psychologist said, until we make the unconscious conscious, it rules our lives. It directs our destiny, and we call it fate. And so one of the greatest things we could do is to raise our awareness, is to be mindful of how we're feeling throughout the day. Because whenever we're feeling negative emotion, we are thinking in misalignment with the truth. What we're thinking in those times is not true. It's it's thoughts about reality but not reality itself.
0: The the word I think I'm like taking from that question is, Habitually, right? right? How do we break that then? How do we that break seems the habits? To be, it's yes. not only just free ourselves from negative thoughts, but clearly these things are coming back up. And I feel as though there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh, but that's just human. That's natural. It's these natural. things are gonna happen." Yep. But I feel as though two people don't have the same kind of thoughts going on, and maybe one person has less of this negative energy that just pops up, and somebody has more. Right. So how do we break habits?
1: What we're thinking and feeling is habitual. And how do we break that? We have to be able to access, gain access to and change where our habits live. And as we talked about last time, when we were talking about a new year and a new you, that's in our subconscious programming. So it's, it's natural. It's normal. We just think it's the way things are. You know, to be, you know, someone cuts us off in a car, we should get angry. Or should we? You see, it's not what happens to us in life. It's what we make of it in our mind. Now, when someone cuts us off in a car, what comes up? Oh, what a jerk, idiot. And we, what happens? We become negative. We become angry. We become upset. We become hurt. But it's not because of the person who cut us off in the car. Mm. It's because of the story we created in our mind about it. We could have created equally a different story. Ooh, that person's in a rush. Well, maybe they're trying to get home to be with their child, or maybe they're trying to get to work. They're late, or maybe they're trying to get to the hospital. Let me get out of their way. Let me mm. let them go. Now we change the story. How does that change the feeling?
0: You feel pretty good, I'll say. And I guess that's the question, right? With mindfulness, I don't want to spoil our Star Wars conversation that comes <laughs> later in the week. Yeah. I but know. that selfishness versus selflessness. Like, how do you get all the way around to? Oh, I don't know what's going on with them. Because this is my story. This is all about me. It's all
1: about me. And see, again, the stories we tell ourselves determine our reality. As we sow, so shall we reap. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Our vibrations then come back to us in the mirror of life. And so when we're upset, we get more things to be upset about. When we're feeling loving, when we're feeling in, in joy, when we're feeling grateful, life brings us more things that cause us to feel grateful. It's not some mystical, well, it is very mystical in the deepest (laughs) sense, all right? But when we think about it just from a level of science, just from a level of cause and effect, just from realizing that for every action that we take, there's an equal and opposite reaction that comes back to us. What does that mean? Action implies the movement of something. We've said this before. The movement of what? Well, if everything is energy, it's the movement of our energy. And that applies equally to our thoughts and feelings as any outer action that we might take in the world of form. So this is a call, again, to interaction in this new year. This is about how do we really change? We change ourselves and then our world changes. We change from the inside out. As Gandhi would say, we must be the change that we wish to see in the mirror of life. So how do we do that? Just like you said, Josh, how do we stop ourselves from feeling so negative, from feeling so afraid, so upset, so worried, so anxious? so frustrated, so angered. You know, how do we get beyond these negative emotions? Hmm. Because as we put those negative emotions out, that's what's coming back to us. And the key here is gaining access to our subconscious programming. And this goes all the way back to Inception, when we did the Intermedia podcast on Inception, right? It's not just enough to say, all right, I'm just gonna think good thoughts. I'm gonna feel good. Try as we may, we can't. Hmm. Why can't we? Because it's not under our conscious control. Why not? Because it's subconsciously programmed. So in order to really change, we need to be able to access that subconscious within us, the subconscious portion of our mind, and change it. As we talked about last time in A New You for A New Year, we set goals, with our conscious mind, I want this, I want that, I want a new car, I want a new home, I want more financial freedom, I want better health, I want to be creative, I want to make a difference. No matter what we want, we want through our conscious mind, we see a form in the world. And it's good that we want all these things because we're here to dance in life and it's right and we should want these things. But we don't achieve the fulfillment of those wants through our conscious mind, we achieve the fulfillment of those desires through a transformation in our subconscious programming. Mm. Why? Because that's what ultimately is running our lives. We think we're running our lives, but we're not. Mm. How could we actually prove that to ourselves that that's really true or not? Or is that just airy-fairy, mumbo-jumbo? We talked about before, we mentioned the aha journaling process, how in this new year do a couple of things? One is watch the manifestation cycle. That's a TED Talks. It will reveal how our inner thoughts and feelings turn into outer actions and life experience, and how really the outer world is a reflection of our inner world. So that can help put that in perspective. But we also talked about the aha journaling process. What is this? This is just about keeping score of your emotions. Keep keeping track. Of how often every day you feel negative emotions. What do you do? You take a little piece of paper and you you take a pen and you fold up that paper and you put it in your pocket or you have a little notebook and you put it in your pocket. And whenever you are feeling negative, when someone says something to you and you feel hurt, you feel judged unfairly, you feel put down, you feel angered. Whenever you feel negative emotion, take out your piece of paper and you write down what triggered you today. You saw something on TV, you you read something on the internet, someone said something to you, someone looked at you funny, whatever the trigger was, the event, the circumstance that triggered the negative emotion in you, you write it down in column one. You have three columns on this piece of paper. On the left hand side, column one, the trigger, you write it down. Then you write down how it made you feel. They got me upset. They made me that when I read this about what's going on in the world, I became fearful, I became worried, I became anxious. When this person looked at me, when I received this phone call, when I was having that conversation earlier, I felt betrayed. I felt hurt. I felt angry. I felt whatever you felt, whatever the negative emotion is. So on the left-hand side, the left-hand column, you write the trigger event, what caused it. Then in the middle, you write the feeling, and then you let the whole world go and you turn within yourself. You imagine the world disappears and there's only you. And you come home into yourself and you go into your body and you say, you go to where that feeling is. Where do you feel that emotion? Remember, feelings are energies that you set into motion. It is your emotions. The energy we set in motion. when we hyphenate that word. So where are you feeling that in you? Is it in your stomach? Is it in your chest? Where are you feeling that negative feeling? Hmm. And you let go of the whole world and then as you're feeling it, allow yourself to relive the event, the triggered event. And what are you thinking? What is the predominant thought that's going through your mind right now? as you're feeling this emotion. And write that down in the right-hand column. So you have three columns. On the left, the thing that triggered you. In the center, the feeling, the emotion that's flowing through your body. You actually, with awareness, get in touch with where it is inside of you. And then on the right-hand side, the third column, what is the predominant thought, Hmm. okay? And so then you want to do that all day long whenever you feel negative emotion. And just do it for one week. I promise you if you do this for a week and you review, you're going to see patterns and you're going to see conditioning and you're going to see programs that are running in you that see we as human beings we have attention deficit disorder we don't really remember things past a day or two or three (laughs) four days ago we could ask what happened we really don't even know but if we if we take inventory if you use this little journaling technique you'll begin to see patterns unfolding those are the patterns of unconscious programming that are in the subconscious. Those are the habits. Those are what cause us to react the way we do. That's what causes us to get angry and holler back at the the driver that cuts us off or that allows us to respond as opposed to react like a puppet on a string. We respond because we're here in the present moment and we free ourselves from reactive patterns by by simply becoming aware of them.
0: Mm-hmm. I always find it amazing how putting something on a piece of paper or, like, people who draw it it out or, like, put it on a computer screen, it's away from you. Like, it is literally not in you, and you can look at it in a different way. You become
1: objective. It becomes something you can see now.
0: Yeah, and so many. I feel as though, like, when I first heard that in general, I was like, I could just say it out loud or I could just think it what's the difference, but it's amazing how as humans, it's just you simply look at something outside of you, you kind of open your mind it's, I don't know if it's crazy to compare that to selfishness and selflessness, like you're finally looking outside yourself to finally analyze the problem that you've been dealing with and breaking the habit that way. There's
1: there's recognition there, recognition. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. This is a key. Self-awareness is the key to true freedom. Why? Because self-awareness is emotional intelligence. It's the intellectual awareness and understanding of why you feel the way you feel. And the way you feel is what drives you to do what you do, which gives you your experience and your results in life. So we come all the way back to self-awareness, emotional intelligence holds the key that enables you to feel good, to feel the presence of your true self, to feel divine presence, the peace, the love, the joy, to feel the truth. To, be, to remain in harmony, not to just go off and react. Remember when we talk about when our buttons get pushed, we typically go to sleep. Nobody's yeah. home. Yeah. And then what happens is, right? Anxiety, worry, fear goes up and what? Intelligence plummets. It goes down, right? Why? Because we're not there anymore. A subconscious program has taken over. And we're not there, there's nobody home. And then later we'll wake up and we'll go, oh wow, I, I reacted so strongly, I'm sorry I said that, or I'm sorry, I, you know, I, I, I wish I didn't do what I did. But you weren't even there, you weren't even home, there was nobody there. This whole aha journaling technique is about making the invisible visible. It's about what making Carl Jung said, the unconscious conscious. Why? So we can be free of it. Well, how does it free us? Just the act of making it visible. We shine a light in a dark corner of our mind. Now we're aware of it. We're present. We're not just being triggered anymore because what we're watching for signs of unrest, you're now being vigilant. You're now, because you're carrying that pen and that paper, your aha journaling worksheet around with you, you're now looking for some, Your negative emotions. You're on the lookout. <laughs> now it's not so easy. It's not as easy for you to just fall into that negative way of thinking, that habitual pattern, because you're looking for it. And that's what this silly, li- I mean, it's silly. It's, it's silly. just taking inventory, just putting it out there, just writing it down, and then keeping track, keeping score over your emotional intelligence for the whole week. And you will see patterns. And it will create these aha realizations. You'll have these aha moments of clarity. And you go, oh my God, you will have known it was always there. I know I get upset when my mother-in-law or when that person or when this individual or when I see this or when, and it's always triggered you. But what will happen is such a crystallization, a clarity will come right before you because of you just taking inventory of your emotions. A clarity will come and you will be free. Why? Because you will, you'll laugh at yourself. You'll realize the conditioning. Mm. And it was you all along. It wasn't this person. It wasn't that circumstance. It wasn't that thing. It was you. It was the story you were telling yourself in your mind about that. And, and all of a sudden now, you, you're you no longer going to sleep. You're no longer just being triggered automatically. Why? Because you're paying attention. You're gaining self-awareness. And now, you're not going. You're not leaving. The program can only run when you're gone, when you've gone asleep, when it's hidden in darkness. That's the only time it has power over you. The simplest things. Everybody's home right now, lots and lots going on, creating anxiety. Parents are trying to teach and help their children, work from home at the same time, do all these things. Lots of new. Things that are taking us way out of our comfort zones. Mm. This is a great opportunity right here, right now to transcend that subconscious conditioning and break free to get unstuck from the things that, that are holding us back so that we can bring instead of bringing our reactive conditioning to life, which when we're feeling worry, fear and anxiety often is the worst of ourselves. Yeah. You know, ups, we get upset, we we yell, we scream, we get we, we lose it. Instead of bringing that, the reactive conditioning, we free ourselves from that through self-awareness and we bring the best of who we are. We're no longer puppets on a string. Those buttons don't make us just react anymore. We're free. So circumstances don't rule and control you. You rule and control them. How? By controlling your own being, by becoming the change, by transforming yourself, by changing that story in your mind. So you're not a puppet on a string anymore. You're not just reacting. There's this gentle space. There's this presence that allows you to listen and then respond with the best of you. So you're not yelling at your children or you're not reacting to your clients in a negative way, working from home or teaching from home. You are bringing the best of you, loving kindness, presence, the radiance, the brilliance, the genius that's within you. You're allowing it to flow forth. So now you change the story in your mind. We've talked about with the aha journaling. Yes. Right? We talked about the three things, the trigger, the feeling, the, the thought. What you want to do then is write them down and change the thought, change the story. Tell yourself a more empowering story. Tell yourself a story that's more in alignment with the truth. Well-being abounds when I get out of the way and I allow the natural divine energy that is the one energy that's flowing through everything, right? Yeah. That's, that's keeping all those waves upon the surface of the ocean as waves. It's, it's flowing into us. That's all there is, is the presence, the well-being, the wholeness. So you, you allow that to flow and it enhances your immune system. This energy of well-being flows when I just get out of the way and you feel it abundance flows to me when i realize that the source of all my abundance is what energy what energy this energy divine energy there's only one energy what is the currency of life what are dollars and coins what is all that it's the currency of life is your life energy we talked about this a little bit with the force right mm-hmm. when we talked about star wars so how do how do i allow that to flow well, I just want to get unstuck. I want to break free. I want to. I want to light up from within again. And what happens? That energy, that light, shines forth, bounces off the mirror. It comes back to you. It comes back to you in your physical body temple, and with harmony, with wholeness, healing.
0: We really. I'll. I'll just say we really are teasing this Star Wars Intermedia episode just because we're <laughs> so excited about it. Yeah. But the truth of self awareness is right. I mean, you could say, "Oh, it's my boss's fault," and blah blah blah. But I always think like. I get mad if I burn my hand on the stove, and that's a negative feeling that festers and creates something, but it's not the stove's fault. No. It's the same as <laughs> your boss. You know same what as I mean? Your it's boss all or that you. person who cut yeah. you
1: off or the way someone looks at you. It's all you. And you see, you know, Josh, a lot of times in life we pray for and we ask for love and we ask for health for ourselves and our children and our families, and we ask. We ask for abundance and prosperity so we can make a difference, so we can... And what what happens is, is we don't always get the love. We get an opportunity to be loving. We don't get the abundance. We get an opportunity shows up in our lives for us to give in a way we've never given before, for us to shine in a way we've never shined before, for us to realize the value within us and for abundance to flow from within that way. So when we ask for freedom or we ask for more joy, we're not given that. We're given circumstances to reveal that in ourselves because we're already it. It's already inside of us. You're already a magnificent spiritual being. But what we're doing is we, we've forgotten that. We've forgotten, we don't know thyself. We've forgotten the true self. So when you touch that hot surface and you pull away, Okay. Now you can get really upset with yourself yeah. that you did that. You could get really down. You could really beat yourself up about
0: it. Also, too, it's not even getting mad at yourself first. The base reaction is to get mad at something that doesn't Right, have right. A the inanam- yeah, the, yeah.
1: In, right, the inanimate thing. Yeah. Right. So there was a there's a story a long time ago, and I'm just paraphrasing because I don't remember it exactly. But if you're in a canoe and you're rowing and another boat, Bumps, you know, crashes into you, you know, from behind, catches you off guard. But you turn and there's no one in a boat. It was just uh, one of the canoes that just got loose and it's it's floating around. You don't get really upset. But if there's another person Hmm. in that boat and when you turn around, now all of a sudden you start creating stories about how dare they or what an idiot or what, you know, whatever the stories are or how could you, what's wrong with you, you know you begin to place blame out there, right? Forgetful that it's all an opportunity to rise above the stories that you automatically tell yourself Mm. in life. You know, the Talmud from the Jewish tradition, it has a great saying. It says, we don't see things as we are. We see things as we are. Mm. We see our own projections, our own vibrations that we're sending out, coming back to us, reflected back in the mirror of life. Uh, William Shakespeare said, there's nothing either good or bad. It's our thinking that makes it so.
0: Hamlet, yes. Hamlet, right.
1: So it's so important to remember these things. We just forget.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, I I was going to pivot at some point. You do have a page open right now. Uh, Currently, uh, Ted has uh, Jumping on Water, which is a book that he wrote. Let me
1: just share this. Where you and I meet, our experience of the world is inside of us. This is where... All of our relationships and interactions with other people really exist. So we don't, this is really important, Josh, we don't have relationships with people and things in life. We are the relationship. It's just so important to remember that. As with our ego-based identities, our relationships are composed of mental stories based on our beliefs. The foundations of which we've always talked about usually stem from our childhood, we were conditioned in our childhood when we were in theta and alpha brainwave patterns, for the most part, between the ages of three and seven or eight. And we just, like sponges, we just, we just the subconscious got programmed. And since then, we've been reliving those programs day in and day out. And we don't even realize they're running our lives hmm. until we do things like the aha journaling technique and we catch it. We see it. We say I am not going to react like that anymore. I am going to free myself from worry, from frustration, from anxiety, from fears. And we do that by shining a light into this dark place in our mind where these, where these programs hide in the subconscious. Now, since our childhood, we've rarely created new relationships because we continue to interpret people and situations through the beliefs formed long ago. A lot of times, you know, we'll try and escape. We'll move from the East Coast to the West Coast or vice versa to escape the conditions, the people. I'm just going to get away from my family. I'm going to get away from these people. Or I'm going to get away from this, war- this job. And then we move to California or wherever, and everything's new and different. But then, you know, three months later, two months, three months later, someone's nagging us the way our mom did or our previous employer did or a previous relationship mm-hmm. we were in. And so different places, different faces, we set up shop in a whole new place, new circumstances. But what happens is, is we start having the same problems all over again because we project from inside the relationships. They're not really out there. They're in here.
0: It's funny you say that. I always go back to, I had a friend recently who said, oh yeah, the grass is greener on the other side here. And I'm like, don't you remember what happened in the (laughs) office? Michael Scott moved away, but there was just another Toby in the area that he lived in. So the same people are in those places. We keep (laughs)
1: encountering our past, the conditioning of our past, the programs of our past, until we set ourselves free from them. We just project them and overlay them upon the present, Hmm. whatever's there. So there's this great story. I'm going to read this story. We keep encountering our past even when we meet someone for the first time. Of course, we may temporarily experience things as different and new. However, the novelty quickly wears off, doesn't it? Hmm. And it leaves us longing for the richness and the depth of life that is missing in the mind. We all want more peace, more love, more joy. But these are attributes of being They're not attributes of mind. They already reside within our non-physical self, within that true being that we keep talking about, that energetic nature of ourselves. And they're not found through mental interpretations of the world around us. They don't come through the five senses. Remember the five senses, they're, they're vibrational translators. According to the principle of cymatics, they translate vibration, certain realms, small realms of energy vibration into the phenomenal world. But what we're really looking for is the true self. Hmm. What we're looking for is that being that we eternally are, our genuine self. So let me read this story. So this is a little story. Steve came home from work one day and said to his wife, Chelsea, Angela told me that she doesn't see you enough. Chelsea immediately got defensive. After all, she had just spent an entire weekend with Angela, her new stepdaughter. Chelsea's mind interpreted Steve's words to mean, I'm not a good stepmother. She felt hurt, inadequate, and unappreciated. But Chelsea didn't react right away. Instead, she remained calm. She was engaged in a process of watching for signs of emotional unrest. Interjection here, this is the mindfulness. This is the self-awareness. This is what aha journaling would do. So she's watching for signs of emotional unrest. She just didn't react. She said, aha, she said to herself, this is one of these times. (laughs) I'm getting angry. As soon as she recognized it, the anger could no longer control her. Instead of being swept up by the negative emotion, Chelsea withheld making assumptions and sought clarification. She talked further with Steve to discover that Angela loved being with her so much this past weekend that she wanted them to spend more time together. This caused Chelsea's world to suddenly transform. In a moment, she went from feeling hurt and inadequate to feeling loved and appreciated. Hmm. Like Chelsea, our experience of life is limited by the lens of our own mental conditioning the subconscious programs that kick up and run day in and day out that we're not even aware of. No matter what our senses behold, neuroscience reveals that our brains match patterns to our inner beliefs. They filter our perception of reality to include only those aspects aligned with what we believe to be true. So initially, Chelsea used Steve's words to validate her own inner belief that she was not a good stepmother because she was new at this whole thing. So she felt inadequate about it. She felt worried that she wasn't going to be a good mom. Even though Steve implied just the opposite, Chelsea was restricted to hear within the constraints of her own conditioning, her inner programming, the voice in her head told her, I'm not a good stepmother. And thus her mind filtered Steve's words to hear in them, what she already believed to be true in herself. Have you ever seen that happen in life?
0: Oh, well, you could think of any person where they're like, if I hear this person's name one more time, I'm going to get out of my seat and curse the world. But it's never like... And then I, I think you could see it in like so many examples. Then they hear this person's name in like a completely opposite context, but they still have the same reaction because they've already said to themselves... This, this is the, the, the way it's gonna be, right? Yeah. right?
1: Right. They they get to, they get to we get to live into our expectations, and where do they come from? They come from our beliefs. Are our beliefs true? No. Let's hyphenate that word belief. Be hyphen lie. Mm. We cannot believe what our mind tells us. We cannot believe the stories in our head. Well. They're real. I mean, that's reality, Ted. I mean, come on. No, it's just your past experience. It's not reality. It's your unique experience of reality. Or other people have had similar challenges and have had comp- brought them to completely different places. So this reminds me of the story of the the two the two twins hmm. that uh, uh, grew up in a very challenging household. Their father was an alcoholic. He was he had that. He had that monkey on his back and he was struggling with alcohol and and would abuse the boys physically and mentally as well as their mom. And so a psychologist tracked these boys down 40 years later when they were, were grown men. And he found the first boy who was in jail. He had taken to a life of crime and... Just, you know, got mixed up in just one problem after another, never could really get get a hold of his life. He never could bring himself to do what he really wanted to do with his own life and, you know, felt a victim. And so the, the psychologist asked that man, how is it that you turned out the way you did? And the man said, with a father like mine, how else could I have turned out? Hmm. And the psychologist said, I, I understand. So he found the other boy, the other grown man now who was married, had children, a, a beautiful home and a great job that he loved. And and he came to see that man who actually f- took the challenges of his past mm. instead of using them to hold him back, use them to set himself free, to uh, champion his own life, to become you know, a better person. So he asked the same question. How is it? to this other boy who grew up, how is it that you turned out the way you did and he had the exact same answer? How else could I have turned out with a father like mine? Hmm. So it's not what happens to us in life. This story helps us realize it's not what what happens to us, it's what we do with what happens hmm. to us in life that really holds us back or sets us free. And so this is really the power in and really, taking inventory, you know, coming home to ourselves. Let's let's get our own house in order here. Let's realize it's not all the people and circumstances that are making us feel the way we do, that are holding us back, that are making us feel stuck or trapped or helpless or alone. It's you. It's the subconscious programming within you. It's the part of you that you're not even aware of because it's invisible. It's the invisible mental programming. And it's what causes us to constantly live in a state of worry and frustration and anxiety. And uh, you know, we're just you know, Krishna Murthy said, if your eyes are blinded by your worries, continually blinded by your worries, you cannot see the beauty of the sunset that is right before you here and now. You cannot appreciate the love and the and the blessing of your family or your health or all the blessings that you do have in your life when we're constantly just. At the effect of programs rerunning in our subconscious, programs of worry, doubt, disbelief, fear, anger.
0: Hmm.
1: So this is true freedom. This is freedom beyond conditions. This isn't freedom that says, "Oh, when I have ten million dollars in my bank account, I'll feel free." No, feel free now. Feel 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 blessed now. Feel abundant now. It's not. When my health gets a little better, then I'll feel good. I can, I can finally enjoy life. No, feel good now and watch your health get better. Watch the energy that flows through you that is your very atoms, your very cells, your very tissues, your very organs. Watch your energy change everything. It's divine energy. It's the one energy. We've talked about it over and over again. When we get ourselves out of the way, I think all of us would agree, if I can only get myself out of the way, Hmm. life would get better for me. What does that mean? If I could only get the subconscious conditioning, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the frustration, the disbelief, the doubt out of the way, if I can only get myself to take action and to do the things in my own thoughts, in my own feelings, in my own deeds, if I can only do the things that my, <laughs> I know in my heart I want to do, everything would get better. And, but what's holding you back? You're up against something that you're not even aware of. It's invisible. And until you make it visible, it will determine your destiny and you will call it fate. So again, this simple little process of journaling, the simple little process of making visible the invisible subconscious programming, this aha journaling. So what are you doing again? You're taking out that piece of paper whenever you feel negative emotion. And again, you may not be able to do it or you may not catch it right when it's happening. As a matter of fact, that's, it's natural that you don't in the beginning. But at the end of the day, you've got to empty your pockets, right? And oh, there's the pen and there's the paper folded up. Your aha journal worksheet. Okay, take inventory. What got you upset today? What made you feel worried today? What were the, neg- the times when you experienced negative emotion? Write them down. What was the trigger? What was the feeling? Was the thought, and then cross out the thought, replace it with a more empowering thought, with a thought more of the truth, with a thought that brings you to a different feeling. Sometimes you may not. Have a thought of your own. Look to your heroes in life. Turn to those you look up to most. Maybe it's Jesus. Maybe it's Buddha. Maybe it's Krishna or Vishnu, Muhammad or Moses. The most enlightened being, the most heroic being, what would they do in this situation? What thought would they think? Put that down. And how does that change the way you feel? And how does that new thought and that new feeling, how will that change the way you act next time? Next time you have a chance to do it better, to be more present, to be more loving, to bring more of the real you, the genius, the wisdom, the answer, the solution from within you. The next time you have a chance to do this over again, instead of reacting like a puppet on a string and just letting that old program play, how are you going to do it differently? What thought are you going to think? How are you going to hold this circumstance? Because remember, it's not what's happening to you in life. It's what you make of what's happening to you that brings you your ultimate experience of life.
0: Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in to The Real You Podcast. Uh, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. And in the description below, you'll be able to find a link to the AHA journaling worksheet and that will also bring you to the real where you could find everything uh this conversation was spurred by a question so if you have questions for us make sure you can email us from the website or you could comment below in these podcasts uh on the website you can learn more about us uh, more about ted Uh, what he has to offer, and also the other things we do, like that Intermedia episode of Star Wars that we are hyping up for Thursday, another little series we do. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, but since this is all about change from within, we don't want you just tuning into this podcast. We want you to tune into the real you. Thank you.
1: This program is copyrighted in 2021 by Chrysalis Point. Thanks for listening.